welcome back to another Daily Walk. So I actually wanted to spend a little bit of time today uh, just kind of commenting on, on one of the passages of Scripture that I read this morning in my regular reading. And uh, this is actually from 2 Thessalonians. And uh, this the Scripture, uh, this is in 3... Um, uh, 3.11, chapter 3, verse 11, 2 Thessalonians. It says, For we hear that some among you are leading an undisciplined life, doing no work at all, but acting like busybodies. Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to work in quiet fashion and eat their own bread. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary of doing good. All right, so... Uh, what I want to talk about and comment on about that is because our society is becoming more of almost in a way more of a socialist society, which over the times and the days and the histories, a socialist society doesn't work. Um, now, we are not in a capitalist society either. Some people say, oh, capitalism is great. We're in a capitalist society, but we are not in a capitalist society either. We are in our in American culture. We are in an, an, an either an oligarchy or a um uh, or a corporatocracy. And the reason you can tell that is in an oligarchy, there's a few top companies that direct everything. In a corporatocracy, the businesses buy off the politicians to pass the laws that benefit them. And that's where we are. Uh, if we were in a capitalist society, when Google wanted to create their own ISP, they would have had no problem doing it. It's not like they're lacking resources. They were hitting red tape everywhere where they were because the big ISPs paid the um, with their lobbyists paid the politicians to not allow things to pass. <clears throat> and so as we're moving in our world towards this direction of smart everything, and if you look at the, the goals of what they look at as a smart city, and even Estonia uh, has a program, they call it Estonia, which is an experiment in having an entire smart type population where all of your commerce is tied to your state's issued ID card. All of your logins, all of your passwords, everything is set to that. And the problem with a smart city is all of the stuff that makes the smart city run either has to be run by a company or has to be run by a government. And the reality is it's generally a company acting as a contractor or as part of the government, which is probably the scariest of all scary. But if you start to look into all of these different things and where the smart city wants to go, the, the ultimate goal is that nobody owns anything. We are all just living in this, this perfect little digitalized society. Even the clothes that you wear, wherever you happen to be when you're tired, you stop and you sleep and then you get up in the morning and the thing knows exactly who you are. And so it hands you the clothes that fit because it knows you take off whatever clothes you have and you throw it into some laundry hamper. It goes to some centralized thing, washed and reshipped out to different places. Uh, this is literally what the goal is. Of course, nobody owns cars because, you know, why would you bother owning a car? It's so expensive. You can just call an Uber or call a Lyft and, and get a ride in the direction that you want to go. And the thing is, nobody owns anything except somebody's got to own all those clothes. Somebody's got to own those cars. Somebody's got to own the apartment building. Somebody's got to own all this stuff. And it's looking more and more and more like a socialist society is quickly upon us. And how that relates to this verse of scripture is Paul is talking here about, about working and eating. He's saying that, that 
<clears throat> for an able-bodied person who is perfectly capable of going out and and getting uh, making food, getting all something going, for somebody who is able to do that, they have got to go out and participate and help in society. Okay, but that is not necessarily a socialist or a communist view, because there's also the view that says that you know we always also have to help and support the poor and the people who cannot work. Now there are certainly poor who are simply lazy, and there are poor who legitimately cannot work, and we need to make sure that balance is there. But here's what Paul is saying, is that those of us who are capable of working, those of us who are capable of helping society, we have the imperative obligation and... Uh and look at uh, and look at helping society first ourselves, and then helping out the rest of the world. Not in a compelling way, but what Paul is addressing here is the viewpoint that says, "Well, we all just need to come together and share." Because the reality is, if you anytime you get a socialist or a communist type world like that, what ends up happening is that the people who are able to work they don't see a reason to work because everything is provided anyway, and so more and more people stop producing and our culture slides into decay. And that's kind of what Paul is addressing here. So I'm going to read that section again. Uh, he says, We hear that some among you are leading an undisciplined life, doing no work at all and acting like busybodies. Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to work in quiet fashion and eat their own bread. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary of doing good. All right, so if you have the ability to get out and work, you need to work and you need to collect your resources together and you need to uh, to support yourself first. Now, don't forget the portions uh, about giving. Uh, and of course, the, the best giving portions uh, in the New Testament life come in 2 Corinthians where Paul says to give as a cheerful giver, not under compulsion, but as the Lord leads. Because all this fits into a piece of a puzzle that you can't really isolate and separate from the Christian faith. Like most things in the Christian faith, you need to come together and look at the unified whole. We are commanded to do the best we can, to gather the best resources we can. This is not a, a, a vow of poverty to be a Christian to gather the best we can, but then to turn around with what we have and give back to the world as we see fit. Now, we're not to go back and give to the people who are perfectly capable of working but simply too lazy to. We are to give to people who are working, who are trying, who are struggling, or who are completely incapacitated and unable to help work. And so that's this balance. It's scripture is not calling us to this pure capitalist society. Hey, if you can't if you can't earn the money, sorry, you can't eat. That's not the message of scripture. But nor is the message of scripture. Let's all just rely on all the the rich people to give us what we want. That's not in scripture either. So there's a balance in between what we are looking at. So keep that in mind that you need to start with an understanding that we have the capability. And in fact, it was a pre-fall condition was work. God took Adam, put him in the garden in order to work. Who worked the field? Now, it became infinitely worse after they sinned. But prior to that sin, it was perfectly fine. Okay, That's kind of the, the thing we're looking at. That, that's the direction we're looking toward is, is do what you can do. Help where you can help. Support yourself where you can support yourself. And don't be afraid to ask for help when needed 
and give help when you can provide it. That is really the ultimate message here of what I want to talk about on this daily walk. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.